From jail, niggas telling me to kill it. When they get out, I bring around some bitches. Should know be how I kick it. American Ninja, major motion picture, flipping my remote. Same way I do them hoes. But she already know before she touch my Chevy dough. Real nigga, let me make it as clear as my windows. No square shell, enter in the circle of windows. No, I'm prepared for whatever. If you know what I've been through, real view, clear vision, memories of paid dues. Confined to a runway, thunderstorms came through. But look what it came to. Something that amazes you. Soon as you quit hating, then hear what I gotta say to you, baby blue souls, these white 1196, no retro car came with this, same year my Impala with the flow ship, four dose suicide muscle car chauffeur, shorty by the chalk, I lied at Russell Stouffer, wrong weed with her whenever I invite her over, polo sweater, teddy bear, hanging off her shoulder, no care, over here, so we put it in the air, walking around my house, say she wanna fuck everywhere, that's cool baby, but I just got that pool table, we ain't gotta stay away from it, it's all good, if you wanna get under it, then I guess I can fuck with it Before I got on this beat, it made out a bucket list And these bars, I granted this death switch Legendary layup, Jordan with the right left switch Hang time, hang glide, stir fry, chank it, I chang High candy, rain, drizzle frame, I ride 87 Corvette, ZR1, took the T-tops off and Put them in the trunk, bitch, all gassed up She been drinking from the pump, that's all bad Trying to pass, fuck around and crash Bitches all flip, fools trying to make it last Emotional nuggets Nothing of it, I don't check bags I just carry on, leave that bullshit in the past Half rosé, Sean Dunn, OJ in my glass Mimosa, Testarossa program, Contage curriculum Doors open like a pendulum, swinging Rock in my jet set, emblems Foolish to serve like Wimbledon Interior cinnamon, the car that I'm sitting in Calm my bad nerves, I call her my Ritalin Just kidding, not pillin', just element twisting From the earth come the fire and the wind I'm living, uh, not pillin', just Element twisting from the earth, come the fire in the wind. I'm living from the earth, come the fire in the wind. I'm living, yeah. back this is never out of bounds you already know what time it is this is El Jamal and uh it's a slow news day uh but we're definitely gonna get that review out to you guys tonight uh so let's just get it all started well we're on the street is the uh customs and border patrol commissioner has decided to stop uh separating families essentially by not uh, prosecuting uh, legal immigrants when they are detained when they cross the border. Uh, basically, they'll be rolling back to an Obama-era stipulation, which basically uh, would require uh, Border Patrol to, to basically just hand, uh, hand out a court sentence instead of just flat-out uh, detaining uh detaining an illegal immigrant so therefore families won't be separated and i guess the zero tolerance policy that trump wanted is sort of in limbo uh since you won't be separating the children 
uh, you can't separate the children because you won't be, uh, well, you won't be prosecuting anybody. So, because you can't separate the children, uh, because in order to, uh, well, you, in, when you prosecute the illegal immigrants, basically that's what their rule has been, uh, separating the kids from you. So since the, uh, children won't be, you know, the adults won't be prosecuted, the kids won't be separated. Uh, however, there isn't any real news on, uh, the return of the, the children that have already, uh, been separated from their parents, the 2000 kids that are, like I said, already in these camps, there's no news. There's no real, um, there's no real date or there's no real, uh, talks, even real talks out there in terms of, uh, getting that process together. So I'm not too sure what they're going to be trying to do with that. Uh, also, um, Trump is, uh, beefing with, uh, well, uh, one of his, uh, constituents, uh, apparently, uh, Maxine Waters, we all know, well, not all of us, but for you, those, of you, those of you who don't know, she is a Democratic, uh, lawmaker, uh, coming out of California. Now, uh, she's been a, a vocal anti-Trump, uh, uh, politician for the past year or so, and, uh, I, you know, I understand, I understand the sentiment, uh, however, I think, uh, Recently, she's might have gone a little bit too far. Uh, recently, she was at a rally and she's basically well, she wanted to, you know, encourage people to basically publicly harass Trump officials, so on and so forth. And uh, recently uh, at a restaurant in uh, at two restaurants in the DMV area, uh, one uh, called the Red Hut, I think, or the Red Hen, excuse me. Uh, Lexington, Virginia, uh, Sarah Huckabee was kicked out of that one because of her affiliation with Trump, which set Trump off telling Maxine Waters, you know, be careful what you wish for, which is interesting. I don't know what he means by that. Maybe he'll send some, some, some neo-Nazis her way. I don't know. And then another one of his officials, I believe is one of the, uh, uh, one, one of the people involved, uh, in terms of just, uh, you know, immigration and so on and so forth. She was also booed at a restaurant in the DC area, just, you know, relentlessly heckled. So I, I guess it's getting personal and I can, I, I mean, I guess people's feelings are not all involved. I guess, you know, I can see that where they could be coming from with that. But, uh, I, I think when it comes down to harassment, I think we don't necessarily need that. I think that's taking it a little bit too far personally. Um, you know, I, people are going to have their different, you know, beliefs, their different ideologies in terms of politics. So it's not, it's not really worth, you know, the arguments about them, you know, it's not really worth the drama. Uh, I think the best way, if we really felt, you know, that way about Trump, you know, we really shouldn't have voted for him, but a lot of people did. So there you go. You know, a lot of people you probably wouldn't have thought would vote for him did. So, uh, I don't know, you know, I don't know what to say, but, uh, he's the president. You don't, I'm not saying you have to go along with it, but you know, there's, there's many ways to skin a cat. I think there's, you know, many ways to make your voice heard without doing something, you know, that could get you in some serious drama. But I, I think it's funny to see them. You know, somebody in a position of quote unquote power get their ass denied at a restaurant. I think that is, I think that shit is funny. I would have loved to seen, uh, you know, Dead Eye 
Seth Huckabee, you know, get her old penguin looking ass, Danny DeVito looking ass about that that chair. I would have loved to see that though. I would have loved to see that. What? You denying me? I would love to. I would love to see that face. Anyways, y'all, we're gonna take uh, take a quick break. Uh, we're gonna get into some sports news. Uh, we're gonna get into this World Cup, and also we're gonna get into this James Harden MVP. So y'all stay tuned. All right, we'll be right back.
Hey y'all, we back, and uh, let's get into this World Cup. Uh, there was a few games today, uh, and we're just going to get right into it. We're going to talk about the standings as well. Uh, first game on tap was Saudi Arabia and Egypt. Uh, Saudi Arabia was able to come on, come out on top 2-1. to one. Then you had Portugal tying with Iran 1-1, uh, one one. and then Spain uh, tied with Morocco as well 2-2. Two now the big game on tap for today was Uruguay and Russia. Now U Uruguay came out on top 3-0 and they're going to end the group uh the group stage uh uh on top for the fifth time in their uh their history. Uh I believe the first time happened I believe in the 20s and the last time I would believe it was actually 2010. Now uh Russia is the first team uh that uh, to host the World Cup to not win the group stage since 1982. Now, Uruguay is also the first team to win all group games without giving up a single goal since uh, Argentina in 1998. Uh, Edison Cavani came through for them about 10 minutes in, and also Luis Suarez added a goal. Um, Oh, Russia, it was a bad day all around. Not only did they give up a goal on themselves, uh, Igor Smolenko also got a red card in the second half of the game. So it wasn't a good game for them. Uh, hopefully they'll be able to pull it out uh, in the next round, in the next stage. So uh, before we get away from here, we're going to talk about those standings. Uh, let's get to Group A here. We got Uruguay on top with nine points. You also got Russia with six points at number two. Uh, also rounding it out is going to be Saudi Arabia with three points. And Egypt, we pretty much know that they're going to you know, be eliminated. They have zero points. Uh, group B, we got Spain and Portugal top. Uh, actually, Spain on top with five uh, points. Portugal on top uh, as well with five points. Uh, Iran and Morocco uh, round the group B out. Off to Group C, you got France uh, at one with six. And then you got Denmark coming in with four points. Australia, uh, they only have one. And Peru uh, is a lone man out with zero. Group D, we got Croatia with six points. Nigeria is at number two with three points. Iceland and Argentina. Argentina slipped a lot this year. They only got one point. I don't know if they will. Uh, they might make it to the next stage. I'm not too sure. Uh, group E, we got Brazil with four points. Switzerland with four points. Those teams are playing pretty well as well. Um, Serbia with three points. And you got Costa Rica at the bottom with zero. Group F, we got Mexico on top of there with six points. Uh, and then you got uh, Germany and Sweden coming in at three and uh, sorry, two and three with three points tied. And then you have South, South Korea with zero points. Group G, you got England and Belgium coming up with six points and then Tunisia and Panama uh, zero uh, for the both of them. Uh, also, with Group H, we're going to round this out. Uh, Japan, four points at number one. Senegal, number two, is also at four points. And also, Colombia is coming in at number three at uh, with three points. So, it, uh, at the end of the group stage, it's actually pretty close. Uh, I'd like to see. I, it, it'll be interesting to see what the cutoff is going to be for some of these guys. And the next round is going to look pretty, pretty dope. Uh, I I would like to see it. I I think uh, I think we're talking about some excited soccer. Now off to the NBA. It's official. James Harden is the MVP. Um. Well, I'll say it. I think he's a choker. 
And uh, I, I guess he had a great regular season, but does it really matter if we know for a fact he can't win nothing, nothing that means anything? Uh, I guess it's cool for his sake. It's cool for his trophy case. Whoop-de-doo. Um, yeah, man. I I thought about it some more today, and um, you know, it, it's like it's like he's a he's a different player in in the postseason. And and the and one of the games that I saw that really gave it away for me was Game Five in the Western Conference Finals. And they're having a decent game. If I'm not mistaken, they're up at this point in the game. But I see James Harden. I'm sorry. I'm, I see Chris Paul talking to James on the sideline. And he's really, you know, in his ear. Like, he's really, you know, keep trying to keep that man. It's almost like he's trying to keep the man focused. And it's like, with all that you've been through in your career, you know, all you felt you needed to prove, you needed to prove by moving to Houston, by leaving OKC and demanding the, the max player contract. What have you proved, really? Now, don't get me wrong. He's a great regular season player. He sh- Maybe he should have won it last year instead of Russ. That's, you know, a mood point to me at this point. But when it comes to winning time, you know, your team can't, this team can't rely on them. Had Chris Paul been playing that game seven, who knows how it turns out. Or even that game six, who knows. You know, and not even from the point of, and, not, and, and looking at it all now, not even from the point of, you know, playing basketball or adding points or assists, just being in James Harden's ear. Because he, James Harden, for whatever reason, needs the extra motivation or focus in the in the champ in the in the conference finals. He can't concentrate past the second round. That's an issue. You can say what you want about him. He can score all the all the amounts of points he you you can, but he didn't he didn't score none of them points when it really mattered the most. And I don't get it, man. I really don't get it. Um, I'm not going to say I'm not a fan. But um, I don't know. It's hard to justify it. Maybe that's just, you know, the it's on the, it's on the, it's on the NBA for, you know, putting out the award so late. You know, you have to blame the NBA for that. Uh, if anything, it should be, it should be given out the last regular season game. I don't see why not, you know. Um, because it just, when you look at the player in totality, cause you're going to look at them in, in the playoffs, you know, we're, we're paying attention to that as well. Uh, I think that's why a lot of people even were considering LeBron James, but you got to remember, this is just for, you know, the regular season. This is why I don't believe in giving them out at this point of the year. Uh, if we were going to give him, if we were going to give James Harden his little, you know, press run and all that, we should have given him a time right before the last game of the season, last home game or something like that, and call it a day. You move on. Um, you give him his fanfare, and then you, because in my opinion, the playoffs at this point, because of what we're seeing, you know, and then you look at look at last year when uh, Russell Westbrook won it. 
he ended up not doing anything in the playoffs as well. So, obviously, regular season MVP, I'm not going to say it's a joke award, but obviously it needs to have its own specific time. So, we don't, we're not biased. By, we're not, you know, uh, we're not changed by what happens in the playoffs. Because that's 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 what's happening. Because I at this point, I don't believe he really deserves the award. I really don't. I really don't think he deserves that award. I'd rather have given it to uh, Kevin Durant. I don't even think he was on the ballot. But that's me. Ask me. Because I, I just, I'm looking at what happens and when it counts, when the game counts, when it times to win, when it's time to win the championship. James Harden disappears mentally. Um, he he doesn't have any focus. And uh, to be a, a good leader, you're going to have to have that. Um, and it sucks because, you know, you figured, you know, they, they brought in Chris Paul. They understand what Chris Paul is in his career, you know, what this would mean to him. And it sucks because, you know, when he went down, you you knew. You knew that their chances were out the window. I knew from a leadership standpoint because I, 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 I'll tell it to you right now. James Harden is not a leader. He's a scorer. He can do all that, but he's not a leader. And in my opinion, you know, and because he's, I mean, you got to be on a team like that in a conference like this when you're going up against the Golden State Warriors and potentially whatever LeBron, if he decides to stay in the East or in Cleveland, you know, what he had in Cleveland. Come on, you have to be the leader. You have to be a, a certified dog. You can't sit in there and lose concentration in the third and fourth quarter and just want to jack up threes. You, you choose not to go to the paint. To me, that's showing intimidation. That's not a leader to me. That's not a leader. That's an individual who's looking for stats, who's looking for glory. Well, I'm just going to jack up these threes. If anybody's going to keep up with the words, I can. No, you cannot. No, you cannot. Not to take anything away from the man, but no. He's not on their level. Not by himself. And it was clear to me that, you know, Chris Paul was on some, he was his basically his basketball handler. Because when he went down with that with that injury, Mentally, James Harden had nobody to keep him in check, nobody to keep him in focus. And and the fact that you need somebody to keep you focused in a position like that, when you're getting paid 200 and something million dollars and you're winning the MVP, I'm sorry, you're going to have to have that for me. So I, at this, it, he got it this year, but if we're talking next year to MVP, he's not on my ballot. He has to earn that. Throughout the court, he has to have he has to have a better season. Sorry, he's not on my ballot next year. But that's me. Anyways, y'all, we're gonna take one last break. We'll be right back, and then uh, the long and anticipated Frazier review will be here. So y'all stick around, and uh, we're gonna end it off right. Thank you. Doing me anything 
I'ma do the things I like Going to the club, everything's alright, oh No one to answer to No one is gonna argue, no And since I got that hold off me I'm living life now that I'm free, yeah Told me get my together Now I got my together, yeah Now I made it through the weather Better days are gonna get better I'm so sorry that it didn't work out I'm moving on I'm so sorry, but it's over now The pain is gone I'm putting on my face to cover up my eyes I'm jumping in my ride, I'm heading out tonight I'm solo, I'm riding solo I'm riding solo, I'm riding solo, solo I'm feeling like a star, you can't stop my shine I'm Bobby Cloud 9, my head's in the sky I'm solo, I'm riding solo I'm riding solo, I'm riding solo, solo Understood. Back in the game, who knew I would? Oh, so fly, time I spread my wings. Loving myself makes me wanna sing. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh. Told me get my together. Now I got my together. Yeah. Now I made it through the weather. Better days are gonna get better. I'm so sorry, sorry. That it didn't work out. I'm moving on. So sorry, but it's over now. The pain is gone. I'm putting on my face, cover up my eyes. I'm jumping in my ride. I'm heading out tonight. I'm solo. I'm riding solo. I'm riding solo. I'm riding solo. Solo. I'm feeling like a star. You can't stop my shine. I'm loving cloud nine. My head's in the sky. I'm solo. I'm riding solo. I'm riding solo. I'm riding solo. Solo. All right, now, y'all. So we're gonna wrap this up today. Uh, I told you I've been I've been putting it out there for too long, and I said I was gonna get into this Frasier review. So here we go. Um, mind you, this is a show that I just came across recently. Of course, it was on the air a long time ago, starting in '93, and it lasted uh, for about ten years altogether, eleven seasons. Now. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I never was, you know, into it at first for, you know, I guess obvious reasons. But I guess as you get older, you get a, you get a more open mind, and then you get the assets of Netflix, which is just like, okay, well, you might as well give it a shot. It's free. Um, let's see what it's all about. And uh, let's just get into the skinny of it. I'll just go down, uh, I guess, to the cast real quick. And uh, of course, you have Frasier. Uh, Dr. Fraser Crane, he's starred by Kelsey Grammer, uh, 
notable for other roles. Now, I sorry over the course of watching the show, I I I'm I'm now drawing a blank to all his other work except for uh, maybe Beast. Yeah, he was Beast in one of the uh, the the X Men movies, but I forgot everything else. But um, definitely a, a, a renowned actor, uh, won many Emmys for that role, uh, at least one Emmy for that role. Um, also a, a known producer, a uh, television producer. Uh, uh, if you ever heard of the production company, Gramnet, uh, that's, that's his production company. He's also a television director as well. He started off directing episodes of this series. Uh, then he got his brother, Niles, uh, played by, uh, David High Pierce. Also a well-known established actor, Broadway, TV, and in Hollywood. Then you have his dad, Martin, or Marty Crane. Uh, played by a well-known British actor who passed away uh, not too long ago, John Mahoney. And then you have uh, Daphne, who's basically the dad's physical therapist. And she eventually becomes the love interest and then eventual wife of Niles, played by Jane Lees. And uh, I think one of the other bigger characters would be uh, um, Frazier's uh, radio show uh, producer, Roz Goyle played by Perry Gilpin. Uh, she's a very interesting character. She brings a different dyna- uh, dynamic in terms of how she relates uh, with Frasier. And I, and I think this is something, This is I guess I didn't see about the show at first. Of course, you don't see that from afar. As a kid, I'm just looking at these rich, stuffy white folk nose up in there. And I'm like, ah, you know, whatever. You know, that's not really me. You know, I'm listening to Tupac. What the hell would I look at this for? You know, but as you get older, you know, like I said, taste change and you just have an open mind. And I just kind of came into the show with an open mind. I had, you know, outside of maybe, you know, having it on in the background or something at home and never was something I paid attention to. But I was aware of its existence. I was aware, you know, of course, that it existed. Um, but uh, I never watched it until about two weeks, about a few months ago. But um, basically... It uh, deals with uh, Frazier. He's moving from Boston. Now, mind you, uh, if you are into, you know, uh, older sitcoms like I am, 80s, 90s, you also know that uh, Frazier, the character, got his start on the hit show Cheers. Uh, He was he was pretty much had a smaller role, of course, but he pretty much was the same guy going around the same going down the same path in terms of psychiatry. Uh, basically, the Frasier, the, the, the television series, is a continuation of that for that character. Uh, he has had a wife named Lilith, uh, who was played by another well-known actress at the time. I forget her name, but she was also in uh, Jumanji, uh, the same lady that was uh, the aunt that played the auntie. Uh, so she was in there as well. She played his ex-wife, Lilith, and they also had a son together uh, by the name of Frederick. So that you have that dynamic as well. So basically, you're you're basically dealing with. He's basically you know showing you basically his life from moving, and developing his own. Uh, he has his own radio show, uh, which he talks about psychiatric issues, and then he has people call in. And another another funny thing about that is I didn't realize this until after it was all said and done. Everybody who was calling into the show was a celeb was a celeb guest appearance. Basically, you had people like. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, our, I believe uh, the guy who played the Superman, uh, Christopher Reeve, calling so on and so forth. So many celebrities. I didn't even know that. That was something I had to learn 
afterwards. Uh, also, so just it was just, you know, just a lot of stuff going on in that show that you wouldn't pick up on if you weren't necessarily, you know, basically if you weren't a fan or you like, again, you weren't, you know, you weren't really into, you know, watching it, you weren't really watching it. Um, definitely, I will say, uh, the jokes were the jokes. Were, I mean, really, the jokes were on par. Uh, if you understand where they're coming from, if you understand the context, these are just some rich white guys. You know, this is what they do. They're snooty pants. Him and his brother go back and forth like every episode. And it's it's basically how rich white guys, I suppose, they would talk. And to me, it's hilarious. The banter that they have is going back and forth to me. For who for for the, for who they are, I, it works. For that type of show, it works. Um, but one thing that I did did like about the show was the character arc, the character development. Um, Frazier, uh, he definitely starts off the show, you know, just like any know-it-all, you know, smarty pants. You know, he's he's always constantly giving somebody some advice, constantly in somebody else's business. Of course, being, you know, the psychiatric person that he is, he's, you know, already, you know, has those complexes, you know, or that he's somewhat superior. But through his relations with his dad, who is probably uh, one of the most down to earth characters I've seen in a show like that. And he's he's he, you know, he's a he's a former cop, a uh, little bit of background about his dad. Marty he was a former cop who was shot in the hip. And uh, before he uh, moved in with Frazier, he was living in with Niles. And, uh, you know, he's he's uh, he, he was blue collar, of course. And that was different because he, you know. The two boys, Niles and Frazier, ended up being psychiatric and then they're, you know, liberal, uh, rich guys, rich, uh, rich guys living in, the, you know, the city in penthouses. And he, you know, his wife was even a psychi- uh, psychologist and, uh, you know, educationally or intellectually uh, more refined than he was. But, you know, he's st- he's like he's the OG. He's like the white OG. Like he. You know, the, the, the knowledge he parts puts on Frazier or Niles is always on point or even Daphne or whoever's involved. You know, he's always imparting some type of wisdom. He's always breaking it down to the point where, you know, because, you know, what, what'll happen is Niles and, 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 or, and or Frazier together, because together they're crazy. They start, they think too much. Of course, you know, you're, you're that intelligent, you, 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 either, you, you highly, you know, you, you overhype things in your head. Trust me. <laughs> but uh, the, the pops, just like any real pops should, he brings it right down to earth, put his, puts everything in layman's terms. You know, he has no problem with calling any one of them, you know, one of, one of, them, one of those guys a dumbass, as smart as they are. Uh, one of the coolest episodes, one of the, one of the, one of the more episodes that really put that into perspective, I believe it's the third episode, you see it on the third, second episode, uh, especially with dealing with, you know, one of the main issues in the beginning was his chair. Now he brings in this old raggedy chair and, and, and Frazier's living in this, you know, swanky, you know, swanky, you know, swagged out apartment. He, and Frazier's just not having it. And he tried to, you know. Get it, get it out of there. He got, he tries to get him a vibrating chair. Dad sits on it. Marty sits on it. Goes, this is disgusting. Get this out of here. He ain't having it. He just give, give me my chair. Give me what I wanted. You know what I'm saying? And so in uh in the third episode, which I liked, uh, they go to this, they go eat at this uh this German spot down in the city, right? And of course, it's a hole in the wall. It's not something that 
Miles and, and Frazier used to, they used to the guest list places. You know, they used to call in two hours ahead of time. Like, can you save me? You see that seven reservation? You know, those type of guys. So they're going there. They roll out the meat that they get to choose to eat. They falling out. But the whole time, they just basically putting down the waste staff. And the, and the father said, oh, no, 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 no. See, and even as sophisticated as your mama was, she didn't get down like that. I don't mess with that shit. So he always kept the real. He put them boys in check. And I and I think, you know, a lot of times nowadays you don't see that in a whole lot of places. You don't see father figures. I, I think the 90s was the last era where you actually really had fathers really, you know, even no matter what the show. It was Family Matters, you know, Fresh Prince. The father figure was 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 telling you some was some was giving you some real knowledge. He's imparting some real some real truths and wisdoms and really trying to see you change your game. You know, like I said, Uncle Phil and same thing with Mark. He's on along the same line. Everything he dropped on them boys was like, hey, uh uh-uh. First of all, stop being the egghead. Get your head out them books and think about it in real life. And I'm telling you, that's uh, I I know about that. My grandfather was like that. My father was like that. So with me, so I, I, I think that's that's pretty dope, you know. And uh, and also in terms of character development, Frazier himself, you know, like I said, he came in there, you know, very, you know, high strung, you know, in the first few years, you know, he was living the bachelor life, uh, running through his broads, but uh, he realizes, you know. That it's not it's not giving him the fulfillment that he needs. And he's and of course, you know, when you running you running through holes like that, you, you get caught up. It all happens. You know, it all happens. And he caught you know, he had himself caught up in numerous situations. And uh, you know, through the course of the show he realizes, look, you know, um, you know, he's made these wrongs. Uh, you know, he comes to grips and you can see that and episode by episode, uh, you can see him coming grips and putting himself in position to find that right person. Um, and by the, the last episode of the show, that's what he's doing. He's actually pursuing that person that he knows he wants to be with for the entirety of his life. Um, he's he's switching up again, but this time for something he knows is, is something that he wants. And I think one of the biggest uh, transformations that I've seen in TV uh, that people really don't talk about in terms of character arc would have to be Niles, played by Michael, uh, I'm sorry, David High Pierce. Now that that transformation right there was, I think, significant because, uh, you know, his character was definitely Frazier, but to an even more extreme. And it's weird because, you know, it, uh, you know, from the outside looking in, you can all, you know, just watching commercials and all that. You kind of already can kind of typecast in your head kind of how these characters are like. So when you kind you spend all your, your you know you you spend a lot of your years you know already thinking of a show a certain way. So when you finally look at it, you watch it getting broken down episode by episode, and you see okay, well yeah, you know Niles is his OCD. Of course he has issues. Uh, he's of course he you know he's anal, and that's something you know that could definitely you know be construed in so many different ways. But um, he over time you know who once was a passive guy, he eventually becomes more uh assertive, at least in his in his life and in terms of his destiny. Uh he breaks off with his one of his wife's uh Maris, his former wife Maris, for many years after, you know, dissatisfaction. And he did that to pursue the love interest of, like I mentioned before, Daphne. 
Now, this is this is different on a lot of different levels, because um, although it happens, uh, the actual, you know, going out and marrying and falling in love between people, even even white folks in different in different classes that don't really happen, believe it or not. Y'all, y'all be y'all would be surprised. They don't they 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 don't get along as much as you think. So, you know, it's 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 funny. And I and and that's what I like about looking at different TV shows and different uh, genres or whatever. You know, you get a chance to see how other people in a way that that's how they you know, that's how they project who they are. And uh, that's how they project who they, I guess, would want to be. But even even still, they you know, they let you in on who they still let you in on who they are. And uh, it was a big thing for Niles to do that, to consider that every woman he had been with had come from money, um, had, you know, had some def- had some uh, high esteem within the community. And he was the type of person who was into that, him and his brother. But for him to overlook all that, to be with somebody he truly, you know, had a connection for, and it helped him to, to be more assertive in his life. I think, it, I think it was, I think it was good. You know, for him to do that, he showed that, you know, uh, he was he was bold enough to wait it out. Um, and of course, you know, uh, I don't want to give too much away, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it, there, there was drama in how they first got together. But, um, you know, the point the point being was eventual. At one point in time, the reason why they were similar to drama because they realized that they loved each other. And when I say they, I mean Niles and, uh, uh, excuse me, Daphne. Uh, they, they pretty much realized that they were in love with each other before at a certain point. So they weren't ready. And basically, what I mean, the drama that they caused, I, you know, like, again, I don't want to get too much away, but, uh, at one point, Daphne was supposed to be getting married to somebody else, you know. But uh, Niles, uh, you know, like I said, and they both figured it out at one point in time. Niles had been, you know, in love with her for a number of years. But again, you know, he wasn't. Uh, and this is something that I've had to learn. Sometimes you just got to take take that take the action. Take the lead. Tell her tell her something. Tell her she's cute. Tell her she's something. Tell her something. Can I get your number? You know, not thirsty like that. But, you know, talk to her for like a couple of minutes if you can. Take a chance, you know. And uh, because this is what led to the drama, he waited, you know, he was he was. But this is what leads to his development as a character. He was scared. And uh, instead of, you know, waiting, you know, because the, the perfect opportunity for him would have been as soon as he uh, divorced his wife, Maris, uh, he decided he didn't want to do it right away. Uh, he, you know, he waited and Daphne ended up getting married to somebody else. But uh, she, at, at but the cold part is, you know, at some point in time, right before that marriage happened, she found out about Niles' intentions, and that you know that opened up intentions that she didn't know she had. But I, she she did, uh, you know, because you know familiarity builds that type of stuff. That's what happens. And you know he's he's throwing his hints, and she I know she was filling the hints. You know she ain't you know that's they know and they mess with you or they not. Um, before to find out the feelings that he had for her, it opened up something to her. So when you step up to the plate and you let it be known, things can happen. Now, mind you, it wasn't an ideal situation, but like I said, if you watch the show, you pretty much know that it was, it was, it was going to happen. 
it was going to happen. And it was cool to see. It was cool to see um, because you saw Niles develop into the man that he felt that he needed to be in order to get her. And that's, and to be honest, and not to say in order to get her, but in order to be satisfied as a human being. Um, uh, because as, 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 as smart as he was and as much advice he wanted to give other people, him and Frazier suffered through, uh, you know, I wouldn't say severe, you know, Ill, you know, severe, you know, depression or things like that. But they had those issues. They had those hangups. Nobody is immune to those hangups, you know, except for the most high. Maybe the devil. But nobody flesh and being us flesh and beings with feelings. No, we get caught up in stuff like that. And that's and that's a reflection of that. It's even the rich people, even even the smarty snooty pants people kid can 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 go through dry spells even even if a, a eligible bachelor playboy with a swanky swanky pad like like fraser crane you know with the view of the city and the space needle even he can have even he can fuck up when getting some pussy and had and have him walk out on him because he ain't play his cards right this is real you know and, it, and you know it shows you that and that's why you know i, I you know I, I mess with a show like that you know uh, so all right, y'all. We uh we went in. I went in, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna wrap everything up for today. Uh, t- uh, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna come back tomorrow and uh, same place, same time. Hopefully, you know, it might be a little bit later. I don't know, but we're gonna have. You know, it's gonna be the world on the street. You know, we're gonna have the world news, U.S. news, and also we're gonna go over the, uh, some NFL news as well. You know how we do. We'll be back tomorrow. This is El Jamal. Peace out.